BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this. This is kind of a big episode. I have water-resistant mascara on for this. Okay, can I just say that during the filming of this podcast in New York City, down on Canal, she got hand-delivered. <laughs> my mascara. Her mascara. This is why we have a beauty podcast. Today is a really, really, really big episode. I met this person this summer, and Emisha and I, we both lost our moms. Emisha going on nine years, and mine will be four next year. We've always wanted to speak to like a medium, a psychic, but we've always been scared. And this summer I got the opportunity to hear Laura Lynn Jackson. Don't you just love her name? A teacher, a speaker, a psychic, and a medium speak at my amazing friend's G9 summit. And I could not stop thinking about her. She gave me the gift at the summit, her book called Signs, The Secret Language of the Universe. And today, oh yes, that's right. We have the author, the New York Times bestseller of The Light Between Us and recently signed Laura Lynn Jackson. I mean, we have a medium in the house. Okay, I mean, guys? <laughs> okay. I don't even know. Like I, where do we start? Where do we start? Like when I walked away from that summit, your, your speech was so powerful and your book is incredible. And I'm always looking for signs of her, of anyone. And I just, we're so, just, we're so happy you're here. I'm so thrilled to be here. I love both of your energies so much already. <laughs> okay, so that's my first <laughs> tell, question. Tell so us. that's my first question. Like, are there like, are there like how many people are here with us? Oh, Can you... so many. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, bye. No. Okay, I'm already going to You just cry. mentioned that both your moms are on the other side. They were in the car with me coming here. I was like, oh, okay. I usually don't open until I'm in front of people or if I'm actively reading. Because first of all, it's like rude to like just tap into other people's relatives on the other side and loved ones. But I, I think that they had a plan and I think, both of your moms are one of the reasons I'm here is that just to give you so much love. I mean, they're definitely in the room with us. They're definitely with you at all times. You know, the interesting thing about being on the other side too, is they can be present with me as I'm driving here and present with you at the same time. That's one of the things that people on the other side love most of all is they're not stuck in this kind of 3d materialistic world where like there's time constraints and you can only be in one place at one time. 
you know, they love being with everybody in the family at once and supporting okay, us all. I mean, you know? And that's interesting is you're, for about a minute and a half. Your but... moms are friends on the other side, which is well, wild. They, were, they would to use me. to talk on the phone. They never oh, met so in they person. Knew each other here. They, okay. they, they, they would talk on the phone. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. That is so neat. One of them has a dog with them on the other side, too. Uh, my mom's got Lucy. Or Lucy. Oh, yeah. They're like playing with a dog at the same time. Mm-hmm. But they both, they're both appearing Lucy. very young to me, just so you know. I usually don't go off on a reading tangent, but I feel like <laughs> this is part of their plan. They both are pre- uh, like appearing to be like much younger than when they crossed. And your mom is like made up to like the, the nines. And she's <laughs> making a joke about like, oh, she should have been a model too or something like this. And your mom... She's watching over everybody, first of all. Does one of your kids, you have three kids? Mm -hmm. Does one of them have like a stuffed animal that somehow connects to her? I know that sounds odd. Yeah, bunny bunny. Okay, like, like, and is that your oldest? My middle. Your middle, okay. Because she's so present with that child like right now. Is she like holding the animal and you've been talking to your mom, like watch over her, be with her? Well, actually, you know what's so weird? Hold on, no. No, that's, that's actually. My mom gave my oldest Maeve, a stuffed animal. Yes, it right. was the last thing she ever gave okay. Maeve and Maeve falls asleep with it every single night, holds it to her chest every single night. Okay, so she wants me to say this, just as close as that is, I'm right there and present with you and your kids at all times. She's watching over so, so much. You shared with me when I first walked in the room here that you have a daughter who is ill right now. She's in remission, but yes, she well, was she's Ill. just telling me like she pulled strings on the other side. And there's something too about you trusting your intuition mm-hmm. and that there's a really big message there for you to share with others about mom intuition and knowing to follow through on things or understanding something when other people are telling you no. Does this make sense to you tied mm-hmm. to her illness? Yeah. Okay. She really feels like clear to me. You know, and I feel like three months ago, you got really good news about that or something. Your mom's telling me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because your mom's apologizing like, oh, I'm sorry to your mom because they're both like <laughs> trying to compete to talk is how I want to say By the it. way, she's a talker. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Can we just tell her about the blazer? So I open up my garment bag and I look and the blazer that is hanging in my garment bag is my mom's blazer that she wore to my daughter's baby shower. I I swear to God, which is the last time I saw her. Oh, that's such a, that's such like a hug to you. It's such a sign to you both. Like, this is what I'm saying. Me being here today, they orchestrated it. That's how it works. You know, they bring us together. Have you always, I mean, like, how was it being a little girl? Did, when did you knew you had this talent and this gift? This gift. Well, first of all, it took me a while to see it as a gift. I want to start with that. But I'll get to that in a moment. But I want to say this is not a gift that is exclusive to me. We all have this. We have this inner hardwiring connection to the other side, which is our true home, to each other, to everybody we loved who's crossed. It's just that most of us, I think, once we start formal schooling around age five to seven, we learn to turn the volume switch all the way down on it, which is what I love to teach people is nobody actually needs me. You never need to go to a psychic medium to connect with your loved ones on the other side, to get guidance from what I call your team of light, you know, God energy, spirit guides, which are angelic beings that guide us. Nobody we knew this lifetime. And then loved ones who have crossed on the other side, pets included, who also guide us, right? 
nobody needs me. In fact, they get, you know, I slow them down. Think of it this way. Like if you wanted to go out to lunch with your mom and you wanted to go out to lunch with your mom and you're mm-hmm. so excited to see each other and then I show up and I'm like, hey, I'm going to sit in between you two and you can't talk to each other. I'm going to pass the messages back and forth. You could see how that would slow it down and everybody would still be a good sport, but you're like, but I just want to be with my mom. That's what they want to. But they will use me because they... I, first of all, it's very sacred when I do a session or I'm tuning in for everybody. I never lose sight of how honored I am that they'll come through me because I get to know them too. And I get to feel that love that passes by, which is so extraordinary. But I'm not always going to be around. So I really look at my role and any messages I bring through or any readings I do is just the doorway for a larger conversation for you guys to have with your loved ones on the other side. Because I'll leave, but they're not leaving. They're still going to want to try and communicate with you. Now, they don't have voice boxes to say your names. They don't have arms to hug you or fingers to dial a phone. But they find ways to talk to us, to guide us, to show us they're right there loving us, supporting us. They're for every happy moment. They're for every sad moment. They're for every moment in between. And once you open your mind and your heart to, to that language, to understanding it, magical things transform. So All right, how do we so, see it? How do we see it? Okay. Well, I just went off on a tangent. So I also will tell you what being a child was like for <laughs> oh me. I guess I was a little weird, right? But how do you see it? Let's start there because it's really important just to establish a new language. They're going to send us to what I call default signs to get our attention. Like, hey, I'm, my consciousness is still very present. I'm still with you. I might not be in my physical body, but I'm still with you. Think of like when you drive a car somewhere and you get out of it. You're still very present. You just don't need that car right now. And so that's what it's like for them. So they'll establish default signs and they'll also send signs of things that they were known for or you might pick up on. So default signs, they will put coins in our path, pennies, dimes, nickels. Why? Well, I think when we leave our physical bodies, we are light energy, you know, and quantum physics will back this up. Can you tell when someone has bad energy? So bad energy... You know, yes and yes. You know, I don't like to label it bad energy because (laughs) maybe they're like a low vibration or they're stuck having a bad day. I will tell you this. I will have allergic reactions to certain people's energy. And it's a lot less about judgment. It's more like, oof. It's like listening to a sharp note or fingers on a blackboard or like you just Mm. don't want to be around that in that moment. So, yes, I'm always reading energy. Always. All right, but let's get back to the signs they're sending. I know there's there's so many things I want to discuss with you guys too, right? So if you find a coin and you're like thinking of them, pick up the coin, look at the the date on it. Sometimes there'll be a second sign in it, okay? Okay. They will mess with our electrical devices. And, you know, it used to be like back in the day, flickering the lights, like turning the TV off. Now that we have cell phones, iPhone, forget it. They go nuts. You'll get phone calls from nobody on days that are important. One of the things they love to do is if you're texting somebody, you know, when all of a sudden you're texting and the word just totally changes, you're like, I didn't write that. That's them. They love to send messages that way. So pay attention to it. They're very aware of what we do online. So when we're scrolling through social media, we're looking at news stories. They will put things in our path like signs and messages. They'll lead us to articles. They'll lead us to people that we're meant to to meet. And they will also, they love to send creatures that I find that navigate our world using electromagnetic fields. So birds. birds. I know. She has the bluebird. I have the cardinal. Ever since I'm like, I, I went this summer when we were both, at Amy's and I'm like there the cardinal yeah. it comes it's our state bird Kentucky I know it's wild right I, so 
I had an, a squirrel and a bird in my house within 48 hours. That's your mom being like, I am here. Pay attention. You know, sometimes they'll give us double signs or really make it like literally right in our energy field so that we are aware. But yeah, squirrels use electromagnetic fields too. To, I had to a bird in my house on uh, on Sunday morning. Yeah, that's not typical. So that's a pretty dramatic. Yeah, sign. you and I, the fact that we both had a bird in our house within two weeks of each other before meeting Laura. Well, they had this plan for a while. They were like, cue the signs. Let's let's up it. Let's bring the birds in the house. So birds, deer, butterflies, dragonflies, ladybugs. Crazy is Tracy, our other girlfriend is here in New York with us. She's listening to this podcast. She lost her father. So we've all lost. Tracy, what's your bird? What, do you have any signs of animals? I never, with- feel like, I never feel like I see signs. I had one sign. I had one sign, and I always look for them. But the night my, the week my father passed, I laid in bed and I said, "Dad, are you? I don't know if I believe in this. I don't, I don't know what I believe. But Dad, if you're around, and it was nighttime, I said, will you just like if you're still with me, will you will you give me a sign? Oh, that's right. And the curtain blew open, and <laughs> light came in, guys. And I'm kind of like I'm not I'm not saying I'm a skeptic, but I'm I'm kind of, but I still. I don't feel the signs, but I saw that happen to me, okay? And I was like, that was something, okay? It meant something to me, but I still struggle. Like, friends of mine will dream about their parents and say that their their past parent visited them in a dream. And yes. I'm like, my dad, I don't, he doesn't visit me in my dreams. I remember him and I care about him, but I, I maybe I'm not, I feel like I'm an open person, but I, I don't ever feel like I, except for that one time, and I will never forget it. But you were specific in asking for it. Yeah, I was very specific and I was very in a place of vulnerability and and really needing it. I think maybe it was because I needed it then. And perhaps I don't need that affirmation because I love him and know he loves me. So I don't know. That's Well, I love that he did that. And that was so dramatic in such a powerful way. I love that you say you're a skeptic and I totally get it. Listen, if I didn't have all the abilities and I wasn't so open to them, I would definitely raise an eyebrow and be like, I think that's not maybe true. Like, how can that be? You know, because so many of us are just stuck in this physical world where it's like, if you can't see it and touch it, it's not real. Like this materialistic world. Right. I think it's wonderful to be a skeptic. I think that's 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 exactly perfect. Open but a skeptic. I think a lot of people who call themselves skeptics are actually closed-minded believers in the fact like this can't be true so I didn't want to hear it or I'm just going to negate it right away being an open-minded questioner that's the best way to go through life that's called being a critical thinker that's what everybody should be you have a question you don't have an answer you explore it and you're open to see what what happens did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women if you're among them know that you're not alone Thinning is normal, and Nutrafol helps women address from within, targeting the root causes through a whole-body health approach. You guys probably know by now that Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve visible hair thickness and strength. Whether you're going through postpartum, menopause, or maybe follow a plant-based lifestyle, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women at all stages. Each is physician-formulated using drug-free, science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. They make it super easy to figure out which one is for you. All you have to do is take their hair health wellness quiz, which will help you identify the causes of your hair thinning. 
They make it super easy to figure out which one is for you. All you have to do is take their hair health wellness quiz, which will help you identify the causes of your hair thinning. Nutrafol will then give you a personalized plan for better hair growth. Thinning can happen from a variety of reasons, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. I've been pretty vocal about this, but my hair definitely changed after getting pregnant and having children, and Nutrafol has really made such a difference in my life. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code LIPSTICK. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommended Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LIPSTICK. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LIPSTICK. They make it super easy to figure out which one is for you. All you have to do is take their hair health wellness quiz, which will help you identify the causes of your hair thinning. Nutrafol will then give you a personalized plan for better hair growth. I'm super excited to talk to you guys about this brand because they have been blowing up everywhere. Armra Colostrum. Have you heard of them? They're all over Instagram. It's a new superfood, and it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. We all know I'm a bit gut obsessed, so I'm thrilled when I caught wind of this. So what is colostrum? It's the first nutrition we receive in life, and it contains all the essential nutrients our bodies need in order to thrive. It's a concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel cellular health for a host of research-backed health benefits. Let's get into what those are and what I've seen as a result. Armra colostrum. Let's get into what those are and what I've seen as a result. It reactivates hair growth and glowing skin by reducing inflammation and puffiness in your face and your neck, stimulating stem cells to produce collagen and increase elasticity for plumper skin. I mean, it's amazing. It also fortifies gut health and ignites the metabolism by combating bloating and feeling lighter. Armor colostrum naturally fortifies your gut wall system, replenishing your microbiome, repairing the gut wall architecture, and blocking irritants that can trigger symptoms like bloating, constipation, IBS. It also enhances nutrient absorption, stabilizes blood sugar levels, and accelerates fat burning for a revved metabolism. Lastly, it fuels fitness, performance, and recovery, which means it harnesses the strength, mobility, and recovery support utilized by elite athletes. Elite athletes love this product. Colostrum has been shown to improve fitness endurance by 20% and decrease recovery time by over 50%. So what is colostrum? It's the first nutrition we receive in life, and it contains all the essential nutrients our bodies need to thrive. It's a concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 living bioactive nutrients that rebuild the barriers of your body and fuel cellular health for a host of research-backed health benefits. It helps with fat burning and revving up your metabolism. It helps with symptoms like bloating, constipation, IBS. It helps stabilize blood sugar levels. We've worked out a special offer for our audience. You guys are gonna receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash lipstick and enter lipstick to get 15% off your first order. That's tryarmra.com, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash lipstick. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash lipstick. Because we've worked at a special offer for just our audience, receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmora.com slash lipstick or enter lipstick to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash lipstick. 
Well, I think the ultimate skeptic in me, my dad, after my mom passed, my dad started dating a woman and my mom, it was about a year after. And we were at my in-laws house. We we're all in the backyard and my niece throws a ball. And when I tell you this ball hit <laughs> her in the head so hard, I watched her head go like it, like it looked like she got whiplash oh my gosh. and everyone was so horrified. And my dad's wife doesn't speak English. And my mother-in-law, who's, you know, four foot 11, like God bless Kathy, love her. She goes, well, if that wasn't your mom, I don't know what was. That is so funny. And Isn't then, that so funny? And it was like, just, it, it was, it was unbelievable. And then like four months later, we're in a hotel and the elevator door slams on Marta's shoulder so hard. I thought I was going to dislocate her. I was like, oh my God, mom, that was, those were the two signs to me that she was like pissed that my dad had like, you know, anyhow, that was to me, my mom. Wow. What's funny too, is I think sometimes they've got a sense of humor on the other side. Like that was your mom acknowledging your feelings Mm -hmm. and saying like, honey, I know, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Less, more doing it to show you she was supporting you and Mm -hmm. loving you and she understood how you felt or facilitating that in a sense than like trying to extract, you know, revenge or something like this. I think it's so hard to want to call her, right? And be like, can you believe this or how this is? And you can't. So it was her way of talking back to you. So yeah. it is a conversation going on. But there's an example of a sign you recognize. So a lot of times our loved ones will send signs that they were known for. They'll put their initials on a license plate. They'll send numerical signs that are important. Like for some reason, I feel like 1111 with you. Uh, oh my, it's my mom's birthday. Uh, that might be. Do you get 11, 11 a, lot, a lot? I got 11, 13. I, those numbers for me are always, always up. I was, yeah, I met my husband on June 11th, 2011. We had our first date June 13th, 2011. We got married on July 13th, 2013. 13 is such a lucky number. Yeah. Here in like the United States. It's my two, it's 11, 11 uh-huh. is my mom's birthday. It now. is such a lucky number. That's so amazing. Weird. All right. Well, now she's going to send you more 11, 11. Okay. Just get ready and right. probably some 13s in there too. But they'll send all sorts of things, you know, and then we can ask for anything we want. And that's where the fun starts, you know, where we start asking for things a little different because what will happen is this, you know, the frontal lobe of our brain is in charge of most of our day-to-day activity. And we all spend waking hours there. 98% of our brain waves take place in this frontal lobe. It's in charge of analytical thinking, critical thinking, math skills, language skills, all the day-to-day stuff you need to like make your way in this world, right? The only time it goes offline is when you go to sleep at night. But I'm a research medium with scientists and they've mapped my brain during waking hours when I'm just talking like I am right now versus when I go into reading mode like I was just doing a moment ago. Although it's kind of open right now, so my brain would look a little odd right now probably. And what they found is my brain wave activity in my frontal lobe, it's supposed to be 98% silences. There's like no brainwave activity going on in my frontal lobe when I read. All different parts of my brain light up. So they said to me, well, the reason you're able to access the other side so easily, get all the signs and messages, is because each one of us has this kind of switch in our brain that puts us in the frontal lobe versus allows us to be in the spiritual sense of ourselves. And I just seem to know where it is. So my favorite thing is teaching people how to find it and access it again, because this isn't unique to me. We can all do it. Is there a physiological component probably where it runs in families and for certain people that switch is a little easier to access? Sure. 
But can anybody learn this? Absolutely. It's just retraining your brain wave activity. So, it's crazy. so what's the difference between a medium and a psychic? Such a great question. Being psychic means that you're reading energy. So every single person has an aura around them. It usually extends about three to four feet or so. You know, it's interesting because the scientists will call it a biofield. They acknowledge it's real. They've been able to perceive it, but they have a new name for it, biofield, because they didn't want to be all woo-woo and call it an aura. Call it whatever you will. We all have that. So when I am reading psychically or any of us are open psychically, we're reading people's energy fields. In that energy field is all sorts of information, your past, your present, your future, people who you're connected to in the here and now who are important, people who have crossed. I'll see oftentimes people's aura in colors, which is a whole language to me. So I'll understand a lot about their soul purpose and mission here this lifetime, how they're doing in it, what's been going on for them. I'll sometimes see within somebody's auric field what I call soul cycles for them, which is a period of time that they were locked into a lesson. Maybe it was their lesson. Maybe they were helping somebody else with a lesson. But it's really fascinating when I get that kind of information because the person will be like, oh my gosh, from that, from that age to that age, I felt stuck, but I really wasn't stuck. I was just mastering a lesson or I was just part of this other person's lesson. So it really puts things in a new perspective for a lot of people. So that's psychic. I can never shut that off. I'm always reading psychically. And it's not very draining to me Practically, I love it because it just lets me understand the people around me more. You know, if I were to perceive somebody like frazzly red energy that I'm, you know, if I'm in the grocery store and I see that, I'm going to try and turn around and go down the other aisle. But if they're blue, I'm like, oh, no, this person's great. I just like go past their energy and it's lovely. You know, it's like a musical note. So that's always helpful to me. Mediumship is different. Mediumship means that I'm connecting with the consciousness of somebody who's no longer in a physical body. But that consciousness is still very alive and alert and very communicative. And so it's me kind of shifting my energy to connect. The way I'll get it when I'm doing a reading is I'll get all my psychic information on this screen to my left-hand side and all the mediumship to the right. It's very easy for me to tell when somebody's coming into the my like inner screen because I'll see a point of light push in. And I have that organized too. So anybody on this sitter, whoever I'm reading for, is mom's side should come in my upper right. Dad's side should be lower right. Friends, family, extended family, pets should be in the middle. And then they can give me all sorts of information that way. I will say for the most part, I keep the mediumship, that door like shut tight like a bank vault. Why? A couple reasons. Number one, probably the most practical reason is it is exhausting when I read mediumistically. If I read psychically and I'm on like a cell phone at 100%, I'll maybe go to like 80% after 24 hours. It's fine. I just recharge. If I read mediumistically and I read for two hours or an hour, I'm going to have gone from like 100% all the way down to like 12%. And if I'm not careful, I will get physically ill. Like it's, it's just exhausting. Depleting. So that's one of the reasons. The other reason is you don't know where somebody is in their grief journey. And I think it's very disrespectful for me to kind of like peek on the other side or even like try mm-hmm. to dive into their aura to like see what I can see. I don't do that. I have ethics in this, right? Yeah. So I usually will keep that completely shut and trust that whoever is supposed to be brought into my energy field for a session or for a reading will be brought in and will find me in divine timing. I've always trusted that. And that's what I've always felt. Do you ever see anything scary? You know, before I really fully embraced my abilities, yes, I would get a lot and I would get a lot of my dreams at night and it would be precognitive information about things that were going to happen to people I knew or in a global sense. Oh, God. 
And I think the reason for that is if you don't honor- I need a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, there's a funny thing about alcohol and your psychic abilities. If you have two drinks in a 90-minute period, the floodgates open. Oh, God. All my psychic medium and friends and Mom, I know about this. I'll like, have two drinks tonight. It Come on in. Comes yeah. through. Don't go past that because then, you know, it's never a good equation. But if you do that, there's like the secret formula. So- yeah. So some dark stuff would come in. But I think the minute I was like, OK, I'm paying attention. What am I meant to do with this? And when I began to understand I was meant to use it to help others heal, everything transformed for me. Was your mom intuitive? Yeah. So this runs really strongly on my mom's side of the family. You know, as a little kid, I would see people in colors. I just didn't know everybody didn't see people in colors. I would feel what other people were feeling. I thought that that's the way we all worked. But when I was 11 years old, I had this moment where I knew my grandfather, who was such an important part of my life. I loved him so much. I called him Papa, was going to cross. And then two days later, he went to the hospital. Two weeks later, he crossed. And I remember being haunted by that, feeling really scared that I knew and being really confused as to like, why would I know that somebody I love so much is going to cross? Now, because I had that knowing, I went and spent an entire day with him. It was the last day I ever saw him alive. Mm. That story that you told at the summit was incredible because yeah. you, were, you weren't supposed to go. No, yeah. So it was a hot August day when this happened. I was swimming in my swimming pool. We had like an above ground swimming pool. My mom called out. I was with my brother and sister. My mom called out and she's like, I'm going to your grandparents. I'll be back in a few hours. And I was seized by this absolute knowing that I had to go. And it was like a panicky, horrible feeling. Like I knew I needed to go and be with my grandfather. And I was like, mom, you have to wait for me. And she's like, she looked at me like I was nuts. She's like, it's two weeks till the start of school. It's a hot August day. You're in the pool. You always usually complain when you have to go. But I was like, I need to come. And so she's like, all right, I'll wait for you to go change. I ran inside, changed clothes, took the hour drive to my grandparents. And I spent the whole day with my grandfather. We just like laughed and had the best time. And when it was time to leave, I was like, I love you so much. And I hugged him goodbye. And that was the last time I ever saw him alive because I was 11. And back then he went into the hospital two days later and got diagnosed with acute leukemia and he crossed within two weeks. And back then they didn't let you in the hospital if you were less than 16 years yeah. old. So my siblings didn't get to see him. So finally I confessed to my mother. I was like, you know, mom, I think something's really wrong with me. Like I knew pop up was going to die. That's why I came with you that day. And I started crying. I was like, what is wrong? Like, am I cursed? Am I broken? Like what's wrong with me? And she's like, Laura, no part of you is dark or cursed or broken. She said, this is just another ability you have to understand energy. And then she confessed that I had run on her side of the family for generations. Oh, man. And then I was like, okay, so I'm not alone. I'm part of this club. But it was a club I wasn't really sure I wanted membership in. I'm like, what do you do with it? Because in like her mom and the way they handled it is like it would usually come through where you'd know something like darker, right? Because I think before you embrace it, the dark stuff's maybe louder. And so when my my aunt, my mom's sister was young, she the phone rang one day in their home and she was like, oh, it's people from Germany calling to say uncle so-and-so cross. Now, they had no idea they even had relatives. My grandmother was from a family of 10 children. Most of them were still in Germany. And she got slapped across the face for saying something so horrible. My grandmother answered the phone and it was relatives in Germany calling to say this uncle that she didn't even know she had by that name had crossed the night before. So... Mm. The way it was handled is you don't talk about it. It's this an ability we have and we don't discuss it. 
you know, that it was something bad. So my mother, she's just like the most amazing mom. I'm like, what did I do in another lifetime to get her as my mom? I must have saved like a village of children from dying or something, right? She's the most amazing mom. She gave me permission to not only like stay open to it, but to kind of celebrate it as an ability that is not something bad or dark. And because of that, it took me a while to figure out, like, how am I supposed to use this? You know, I'm not proud to admit that, like, in my teens and my early 20s, I would be able to, like, go up to a guy in a bar and, like, read his energy and decide, like, are we a good match? I'd know everything about him, you know? Oh this God. is pre-Google. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Right? And I'd be like, oh, you have a dad on the other side. You have a brother who's 11. Like, you don't say that to a 20-something-year-old guy, but I was like, your brother's 11. You're a Lutheran. And he's like, are you a stalker? I'm like, no, I'm just psychic. But I knew my energy yeah. would match with it. We dated for like over a year. It was great, you know? And so I was like, this relationship has run its course because I have a sense of that too, which is both a gift and also like, I have to let this relationship go, right? Back in the day. And it took me a really long time to understand like, oh, this is something meant to help bring people comfort and reassurance and help them heal. One of my sorority sisters right before graduation, she knew I had these abilities and she's like, can I sit with you? Can you tune in for me? And I did. And it was like beautiful. Like her grandmother on the other side came through and it was saying her boyfriend now she was going to marry and have three kids, all of which came true. But at the end of like sitting together, she was so relieved and she was so happy and like free. And I was like, oh, this is this is what this is for. It's not for me. It's for everybody else, you know, to connect. Was it hard growing up having friendships and knowing like certain things would come in? And did you keep it to yourself? Did you start to talk? Well, you know, as a kid, you just want to fit in. Yeah. You know, and I always had the sense that uh, my energy was like weird and it didn't fit in. Right. So I tried to keep it quiet most of the time, but I would also use it in really great ways. Like there's a way to channel into your energy. I was this big soccer player and I would be able to read and anticipate the moves people were going to make, like <laughs> bring in my energy. Like it was off the charts. I did so great in soccer because of this. So I was finding a way and also Whenever you have kinetic movement, you're releasing energy. And I'd have so much energy that everybody that I'd absorbed, I would just release it on the soccer field. And I'm sure you had such good connections because you could know when to and when yeah, to Yeah, I would know connect. like who I was drawn to. And, yeah. you know, it was it was hard when I'd be dating people when I'd know like, okay, that contract's up now. I need <laughs> to move on, up. you know. And it was usually like every 10 months, like my contract would be up and I'd be like, I need to break up with you now. Like it was almost ridiculous. But I could feel when a new relationship was going to come in. I could feel like our what we were meant to learn together. We had learned together. I think it made it really beautiful too because I could release it all with just like appreciation and gratitude you know, in that sense. And how do you, how do you feel about tarot card reading? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people believe in. And Yeah, I think tarot cards can be a wonderful tool for people. For me, they slow me down. I know how to do them. I know what they are. I actually have, like, my grandmother on my mom's side had this ancient tarot deck from Germany from, like, decades ago that they gave me. But to me, they slow me down, like, because I have this inner screen that happens, right? So it's like if I'm looking at cards, which can be a very valid way to create a screen or tap in or to connect, I kind of have like the super highway in my energy field mm -hmm. already. So I don't use them. But I think they're wonderful. They're a wonderful tool for people to start honoring the fact that that connection is real, creating a screen for them, because you have to kind of get out of your own way too. Our egos get so like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Should I do this? Like, what if I make a mistake? And you have to just step out of that and just trust whatever you're getting and that flow of energy. So I think tarot cards are great. Yeah, I started, I started following this guy on Instagram who does your astrology readings through tarot cards. And like, they're insanely yeah. accurate. Insanely accurate. It's a See, it way to create a me. screen. 
Okay, so I'm so glad you said that. It scares you because here's the thing. The number one thing that stunts and shuts down people's abilities is fear. So fear is the number one thing we have to get over. And then doubt is the second. How many times have people gotten a sign and they're like, okay, I think that was a sign. Can you send me another sign? Just so I know that was a (laughs) sign. Then you get the second sign and you're like, all right, really? One more sign and I'll never question this again. And then you get the third sign and you're good for maybe two days. And then the next week you're like, okay, can you send me a sign? I mean, it's true for everybody, right? So fear and doubt are the two hurdles we need to come out, get over. The ways to do that is to honor when you get those signs or messages or knowings because there's so many different ways we can get information. There's clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. There's clairaudient, which is clear hearing. So clairvoyance is like when you dream at night and you have a dream visit or if you like see people in colors, right? Clairaudience is when you hear a thought that's not yours. It comes to you, not from you. It could be a voice of a loved one. It could be a yes or a no. Then there's claircognizance, which means clear knowing. It's when you have this absolute knowing in every ounce of your being. So yeah, you have no idea how I, I you know have- it. I have that sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't know how, I don't know yeah. why we're going to do it, but we're going to do yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times it'll be totally counterintuitive. Like logically, why would I do that? But it's that you have to trust it. And then there is sentience, which is all about reading energy. It takes place in our solar plexus area. It means clear feeling. So it's about reading everybody's energy, right? So we can use all these tools whenever we want. I think with it, to Emish's point, when Grace got diagnosed, you knew something was wrong. You knew in your gut, you knew something, couldn't put your finger on it, but you, she just, I feel she like that's what your mom was telling me about. She could mm-hmm. not stop. She's funny. She comes in, she's like, yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. She spoke two languages too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my father was from Hungary. Is she from Hungary? Yes. Because I'm hearing that language, which I don't know how to speak, but it's I that speak language. It fluently, fluently. All I know how to say is like, Sarah, Edge one. Like I asked for like one of something. I looked up when I went to Hungary. Edge. Edge. That's it. Yeah, that's all I know. And chokolum kissinum. Chokolum is is how you say hello formally Mm -hmm. to an elder. Mm -hmm. And kissinum is thank you. Oh, I thought it was like thank you to you with kisses or something. No, pussy, which. Okay. Whenever I say pussy, pussy, people think I'm saying pussy, pussy. (laughs) And I'd be like pussy, pussy to my parents. Yeah. I remember being in in Hungary on a train and like the conductor said like took one. I was like kissing him. And I was like, oh my God, what did I just say to him? What is that even So it was appropriate. I can let go of that. I've been carrying that for like 35 years or something. So maybe that's why my mom's coming through so hard. Yeah, very nice of her. But it's also like I, a lot of times they'll use my frame of reference too to understand it. Yeah. My dad was born in Hungary. I was too. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So amazing. Mm-hmm. I always feel like there's going to be so many parallels. I find out a lot. They set it up for us. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's what she was talking about is that that knowing too, right? So there's so many different ways we can tune in. And it's hard to, I think, I, I, trusting your gut can be very scary mm-hmm. because it's also, you can then think that it's your gut that, so it can be a slippery slope. Yeah, right? let's talk about that a little because I have so many times people coming to me saying like, how can I tell if this is my anxiety mm-hmm. or if this is a how do you differentiate knowing? And it's a really I, simple I, I, answer. It's okay, so simple. Us. You ready? Yeah. When you get a clear cognizant download, it's going to come completely neutral. It could be the best information or the worst information, but the way it arrives to you is an absolute neutral knowing. And then you react. You're like, oh my God, I just have this knowing I'm going to win $5 million. Yay. Or oh my gosh, I just have this knowing that I'm going to get a flat tire. Oh no, right? But anxiety comes differently. Anxiety starts with the emotion and then you think about it. Mm-hmm. So if it starts with an emotion, it's coming from you. It's not coming to you. Okay. That's how you trust it. That's the difference. So I think that I've had a lot of leftover anxiety from what I've gone through. And so there'll be things that I look at with her 
and I think that there's something wrong. And I'm like, well, my gut, my gut's telling me. Mm -hmm. But I think it's actually the anxiety that's driving. It's the emotion. And the reason for it. that is like, we all have this ability to read energy and like peek into the future and read things. And as moms too, we're always in tune with our kids, like checking on them 24 seven, almost like antenna of energy. Mm -hmm. And so we get into this kind of hyper state with that, which I think you're probably in, but it served you in order to read stuff. But now you want to kind of calm that down within yourself because she's safe and she's okay. And so now we're going to calm that in down with you. And you could say to your mom, listen, if there's something I need to look out for, send me a golden frog. Send me like come up mm -hmm. with something so that when you that. see it, you're like, yeah. okay, let me pay because attention. Because I, yeah, I had a little bit something bad happen last summer and then I had a back surgery. I had like three surgeries last year and and I became like, oh, like something else is bad is going to happen, right? Like I kept almost obsessing mm -hmm. about it. It's very normal. It's almost like, think of like a wheel going down like a hill and then it goes faster and faster. When we start to get into that very like open energy state where we're constantly reading energy, we're going to start picking up on everything and everybody's emotion as well. Because when we're super open, clairsentiently, we become empaths, which means we're not just reading the energy around us. We're going to experience everybody else's stuff as our own. And in, right now in the world with what's going on, like mm -hmm. that's going to serve nobody to bring all that in. I actually right? got quiet during, I make fun of myself because I call myself the carnival cruise director and I, I took a break. I, I took some time off from being the cruise director. It's yeah, kind of I think served that's me. really important. Mm -hmm. Getting into a quiet space within ourselves, that's something sacred. There's something that, you know, we all need to do, which is feeling our own energy and then honoring it, Right. Well, Have I you ever felt your own energy field? Like yeah. you can just do that yeah. or you do this. And then recognizing that's your light field. And we are just really light beings in these physical bodies, you know. I had to make a difficult decision a couple of weeks ago. And like I was one day this, one day that, trying to make it work. There's no way it can work. And whatever reason, one person said one thing to me and I was good. It was like, boom, done. Like I made the decision. It was I love an that. And a lot of times the other side will use somebody as a messenger. They don't even realize they're their, their messenger for the other side, for our teams of light. But they'll put them in our path. They'll have them say something. They'll have them deliver the exact message we need to hear. And what will happen for us is it will resonate in our energy field. We'll be like, wait a minute, that's important. That's something. Like you had a knowing when you heard that. You're like, that's it. That was it. It's like you're- And everybody asked me, well, how do you feel about your decision? Do you feel good about the decision? I said, the decision is made. Yeah. So here's the thing we don't do. When we have these great and beautiful spiritual connections and knowings or whatever it might be, we sometimes are fearful. We sometimes like ignore it when what we really should be doing is telling people about it and sharing it. That's what they love. Like yeah. when we share our stories of connection, our moments of knowing, our spiritual selves, we open our energy, but you're also opening up the energy of everybody around you. So it's like this great like dial up of light. And I think that's a mistake we make. We keep our beautiful moments of knowing or like beautiful stories like you just shared. Like somebody said that, they delivered that message for you without even knowing it. Or we have a dream visitation or we get a sign from somebody. We should be telling everybody about it because when we do that, it helps other people be like, oh my gosh, I have a sign story too. Or I had a moment like that too. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to be laughed at. But now that you're sharing it, I'm going to share it too. So it really opens the dialogue about this, you know? Well, even my kids know about the cardinal, the bird. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's beautiful that you've shared that. Here at Lipstick on the Rim, we do our absolute best to bring you educational content week after week with interesting guests and compelling topics. We love how much we learned in the two plus years we've been doing it. And I always love having my finger on the pulse 
to what's new and next and knowing about the resources that provide the same type of learning experience. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Macy's and there are so many amazing pillars to the site from insane curations to Macy's Live, which I think you guys are going to love. Join Macy's every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. from Macy's Live, hosted by top fashion and beauty experts and influencers covering everything you need to feel good in your personal style. You guys, you have to tune in to Livestyle for info and insights on how to make the latest trends work for you and to find new twists on your favorite go-tos. And check out Live Beauty. This is one I am obsessed with. Insider tips on new beauty releases, how-tos, and must-have products that your routine needs now. Plus, check out even more at Live Home, Live Gifts, so good, especially around the holidays, and Live Specials. So tune in live, watch all previous episodes, and get a sneak peek at upcoming episodes at Macy's.com slash Macy's Live. Macy's Live is also now available on their Macy's app because they love making things just a little bit easier for us. If you're anything like me and love fashion and style and beauty at home, this is going to be such a valuable addition to your life. It's fun. It's informative. It's easy to tune in. I love all the variety. I think you guys are going to love it. So head on over to Macy's.com slash Macy's Live. Here at Lipstick on the Rim, we do our absolute breast to bring you educational content, interesting guests, compelling topics. We love how much we've learned two plus years and we love what we've been doing and we feel that we always have our pulse to what's new and what's next. That's why we are huge fans of Macy's and there's so many amazing pillars to the site. From insane curations to Macy's Live, which I think you guys are going to love. What's one of the most moving encounters you've had with a client? Oh gosh, you know, every single one is, is deeply moving and, and changes me and teaches me. Every single time I read, I learn new things. I will tell you about one early on that really made me realize how important this work was and how I needed to really open myself to being used as a vehicle for love and healing by the other side in whatever way they wanted to use me. You know, one of the things I did very early after I had my first daughter, um, the abilities just turned on so loud, I couldn't shut them off. And then I got a download from one of my guides one day when I was taking a shower. Pay attention to what you get in the shower because that's the thing with all of it. Like your monkey mind is distracted and you get a lot of spiritual downloads and information from the other side. I got this download that I was meant to be doing this in the world. Now I would need to go do it. I was teaching high school English at the time. My husband was like in law school and working full time at the time. We had like a newborn baby and I came out of the shower. I'm like, guess what? I need to be doing this in the world now. It's time. Like they've let me off the hook for a while, but I need to be doing this. And one of the things he was just like, okay, like he knows how this works. One of the things that I did was there was an organization called Forever Family Foundation. They had just started and they were testing mediums. And if you you pass their test, you could volunteer to help people in grief. They work a lot with like parents who've lost children and all sorts of things. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to test for that. I remember very early on, I was doing a reading for a woman who's son was on the other side. And it like towards the end of the reading, she's like, it was over the phone. I love reading over the phone because I just close my eyes and I watch my screen. I love reading in person too because I love people. But like, I really go in the zone when I'm on the phone. And she's like, I'm going to put my husband on the phone now. He's a non-believer. And she hands him the phone. And I was like, like what? So he got on and his son was there, but it was his dad came through right away. And his dad was telling me that I needed to tell him he was so sorry about the belt incident, the belt incident. And I was like, all right, I have your dad here. I think he gave me his name. Right. And I was like, 
you know, he wants to apologize to you for what happened with the belt incident when you were like seven or whatever this is. Man bursts into tears on the phone. And when he gathers himself enough, he tells me the story because I never always understand the messages. I'm just relaying it. He said that when he was seven years old, he had gone to Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, and they had a project. They were making leather belts for their dads for Christmas. And he he was working so hard on it that he didn't finish it within the time. So he took it home and he hid it. But he was so excited about this gift. And it was like, I don't know, a Friday night or something. His dad came home and saw that he had forgotten to take out the garbage can again. So he slams open his bedroom door and this the son, the, the guy that I'm talking to now, who's an old older man, was on the bed trying to finish the belt. And the dad, I could just cry telling you this, right? The dad came in and he, he was so angry at him. And he took the, he saw the belt. And he's like, this is the last time you don't take out the garbage. And he started whipping him with the belt. Oh, my God. So here it is, like 60-something years have passed, 50-something mm-hmm. years. And now I have a grown man on the phone crying because I'm feeling the love and the healing that is going back and forth between him and his dad. Because when his dad crossed and did his life review, he saw every moment and he saw what he had done. And he was so sorry. So the man's like, I love you, dad. I forgive you. And I'm like, you don't need to say it out loud to me. Like he hears you. So to me, I got off that call and I was like, this is so important. I need to trust this Mm -hmm. and I need to do this in the world. You know, in some ways it was like I was raised by two teachers. I was raised to be a critical thinker, a critical thinker, right? You you explore, you find out your answers. You don't just fall for things hook, line and sinker. And I know this is real, but I also know, especially rolling this back like 22 years ago when that happened, the world was just like, if you call yourself a psychic medium, you're crazy and you're a liar and you're a con artist. Like there's a lot of negativity about it. So for me, I was like, oh man, like I don't, care about that because I work for that people on the other side. I'm just going to have to show up and do this. And for me, it really gave me that knowing like how important this was. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh God, I can't. I mean, so that's just a reading that transformed me, you know? What right. are some of the questions that we can ask ourselves to, to bring in the signs to what are some like? Okay. So the most important thing that anybody can do in order to open to this language and to like embrace it is to say to your team of light on the other side, and you do not need to say this out loud unless you're comfortable and you want to, cause that's fine too. But you say in your thoughts or you can say out loud, okay, I'm ready. I'm all in. That's, that's the first thing is you set intention to receive signs and messages. And then because we're living in this materialistic, tangible world, I think it's really important to write things down. That when you get your signs, you're not like, oh, I'm making this up. You should write. I say, I always suggest to do it in like the notes section of your phone because everybody's got their mm-hmm. phone with them, right? Write a couple signs you would like and you can assign it to your whole team of light or to one specific person on the side. And you should pick a creature that you want to get and you should make it a little wacky. I used to ask for monarch butterflies and I got them incredible ways. Then I was like, that's too easy. I'm going to ask for aardvarks, armadillos, and anteaters. Because when I get those, you know, I'll pay more attention. Like my monkey mind can't reject it. And I will still get them in the most amazing ways. If something beautiful happens for like, let's say one of my kids, I will get like an armadillo sign within like a moment. Sometimes I'll get it ahead of time or an anteater or somebody will strike up a conversation about one, which is crazy, right? But I'll get it in all different ways. Mm -hmm. So you should ask for something really specific, but make it different. So I'm always like, don't just ask for an elephant, ask for a purple elephant. Don't just ask for a dolphin, ask for a pink dolphin. You know, I, there's, 
somebody I know who asked for like two signs combined, like a giraffe and an Eiffel Tower, that that's harder to do, right? You get two things together, like a tree and a heart. Whatever it is you want, make it challenging. And write it down so you don't forget. Write it down. And then when you get it, you're going to write the date and what it was. And you're going to see pretty fast how quickly it accumulates, all right? You're also going to pick a numerical sign because it's very easy for them to send us numbers. This whole like paradigm of our existence in this materialistic world is founded on sacred geometry. I am not a math person, but I have great respect for the numbers. So you could pick a date that's important or you could pick just a random number like 444, whatever you want so they can communicate to you in numbers. Then you're going to ask for a song. It could be any song you want. It could be a song from childhood. It could be a song you just heard now. Whatever it is, pay attention for the song or the singer or the lyrics to show up somewhere. And then also pick a phrase. And it could be any phrase you want. It could be some like nonsense phrase. It could be something from when you were younger. It could be something you just think of now. Because now you've given them four different ways that they can communicate with you. When people say to me, like, I've asked for my signs, I'm not getting it. I'm like, you are, you're missing them. But it's okay because I've missed them too. Like we, my mom's sister and I, when my dad crossed, we went to the cemetery to like figure out like what we wanted to do with the gravestone. And then we're like, let's go to lunch. And my mom signed with my dad as a purple elephant. We drove into this little place in North Park. We passed a restaurant, which we didn't see till on the way back, called the purple elephant with a four foot tall purple elephant resin outside. We didn't see it till we drove back to the cemetery to finish up. And my sister's like, oh, my God, look. And we drove past it the first time. So people miss signs. So this is what I say. If you think you're not getting your signs, say to them, look, I need you to deliver my sign verbally through someone. So you can pick that it will come to you by being said to somebody. Or you could say, I need you to deliver it to me in my Instagram newsfeed. Like make it a little bit more specific so you'll know what to look for. Amazing. All different ways. It's going to work. This is the thing. I'm like, nobody believe me. Go out there and try it because it's going to work for you and it's going to work in the most insane ways where when you're trying to explain the story and how it played out, you, you it's like so hard to even get the person to understand how magical it was. I mean, I, I can't can say, speak. I can't, I can't even words, speak. So like I can't. Quiet. I'm like, I'm like, okay, mom, 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 are you here? Gosh, you're amazing. I want to talk about your book before oh, yeah. we leave. It's called Signs. It's the secret language of the universe. You're a New York Times bestseller. You also wrote The Light Between Us. How did you get your first break? Oh, you know, that was really the other side at work. Like how the whole book came about. I I was still teaching high school English. I went to hall duty one day. I got the sudden download. It was like a seven hour conversation with my guides in the universe in a millisecond. And they were like, you're writing a book. You're, you're going to be a speaker. And then it's going to go to like TV and then movie. And I was like, what? So I came home that day and I was like, guess what? To my husband, I was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to. And he's like, "Okay." he knows how this works. Within 24 hours, I had a writing partner to like help me through the whole process and an agent. But I said to my husband, this is weird. And the way that that was is because one of my clients was a a writer and she like messaged me that day. And I was like, this is going to sound really crazy. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to connect you with with my writing partner and my agent because for her whole book thing, I was like, this is when it's going to sell. This is when it's come. And everything came true, right? So I get off the phone with that agent. And I was like, this isn't going to be my agent. I was like, this is weird. I know nothing about publishing, but I know this person's not going to end up my agent. Nothing made sense. And then a little while later, I did a favor for one of my friends. She was like, oh, my husband started this job and his he told his boss he knows Teresa Caputo, which we all do. Like we all, she tested for forever family at the same time, but her show had just come out. And she's like, I can't ask Teresa's like traveling. Can you just do a reading for this 
person's mom. And I was like, anything for you because I love this friend. Right. So I went to do this reading. This woman opens the door and like the light that came out from this woman. I was like, who is this woman? And then I go upstairs and I do a reading for her mom. And it's so powerful. And then she comes in and she's like, oh, my God. Her mom was like in tears. She's like, can you tune in for me? And I was like, sure. So I tell her all these things. I tune in. And then at the end of the reading, she goes to me, who are you? And I'm like, oh, my name's Laurelyn Jackson. I'm a high school English teacher. I've been working on a book, but you did it. Like, I just low profile. And she's like, can you send me your book? Yeah. And I was like, oh, sure. And I thought she was just being polite. So 24 hours later, I get an email from her and she's like, can you please send me your book? And I was like, oh, she's being serious. Like, I, I look her up. I Google her. It turns out she is like the top book agent at WME. But, yeah. And she makes a joke. She's like, everybody's always asking me to read their books and you won't even send me yours. So I send her my book and she's like, I will do anything for you, but I want to be your agent. And I was like, oh, my God, this is why I didn't oh see God, the other one being my agent. I mean, I have chills. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. then we had to wait 30 days and she sold it within two hours of having it to like the head of like UK Random House, the head of Random House here and everything else. It's just been one thing after the other. It sounds like a Disney princess version of life. Like what the other side has done for me, because that is not about me. The book was about like opening to abilities. Like the first one was about my journey, but also about all the readings I've done and what I've learned and how healing it is. Signs is about like, nobody needs me. Here's, here's for you to understand how to access it yourself. Right. But this whole journey has been so guided by the other side that to try to even explain like the connections I make and who I meet. And like the other side's very, very deliberate and clear, like about divine timing, who I'm meant to meet, who I'm meant to talk to. Like me being here with you today, that's no coincidence. All of this has been chosen by the other side and we're all connected in ways we can't understand, you know, and being witness to that and bearing witness to that and being in what I call that flow of light of the universe where you just surrender and you just watch and you let your team take over has been so amazing to just be part of. It's not about me. It's about the other side's message. I'm just this vehicle where I always say to them, use me as that force of love and healing in this world, however I can best be used, whatever that means, and I'll show up. And that's kind of how I live my life. I mean, that is amazing. I, I think, you know, I mentioned this and I was texting with the mom and I, so I can sort of feel comfortable saying this, but, you know, there was a mom that I met when Grace was sick and she shared your book. Her daughter, unfortunately, did not make it. She crossed. And I remember, I mean, Molly was with me through, we were in the car together when this mom had texted me. That she um, crossed. When she crossed. And, you know, it was a very emotional time because our daughters were diagnosed with the exact same thing. And they were diagnosed two months apart. So we were two months ahead in the journey. And I remember, to your point, that you're here for, you know, there's so much that ties you to being here. But I remember seeing your book on her Instagram grid after because she had said that you were such a, this book had helped her so much and that there are so many signs everywhere for her. And I think the work that you do and what you bring to people is so powerful and it is so healing. And I think, you know, I get very emotional for a variety of personal reasons, but um, when I think to what you have done for this one family or for this one mom, you know, that's a gift that, that she feels such a connection to her daughter because it is the most unimaginable loss. And she's coming to see you tomorrow night, apparently, at your show. So, oh. but I just think it's, 
it is a gift and it is something that, you know, I think you have to be open to receiving. I think you have to be open. Yeah. Be, be, be open, open is the guidance I've always gotten from the other side. You don't have to believe it all. You don't have to do it. Just be open. And my mom was open. I remember my mom went yeah. to see a psychic or a medium or something. I think it was more of a psychic. I thought she was crazy, but my mom was, yeah. Do you believe that there are people out there, though, that have given it a bad rep and that's that there are people that take oh, advantage? 100%. You know, there's some really fascinating books to read. I'm also a Windbridge research medium working with scientists. And part of the protocol to become one was you had to pass all these quintuple blinded steps. But then you had to educate yourself about the history of mediumship. And there's a book, I think it's called Ghost Hunters that's out that goes through the whole history of like the spiritualist movement and mediumship and how much fraud, especially with like physical mediums bring through ectoplasm and all this crazy stuff. There's certainly a lot of fraud. But this is also very real at the same time. It's like if you had one doctor out there that was giving out prescriptions for oxy illegally and then saying like, well, every doctor is just corrupt, right? It's this is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's maybe earned that reputation for a reason. You know, here in the United States, you have to get certified for everything. This field, it's not regulated. And so you have people who are not maybe that developed, but have good intentions going out there and being like, I or can do this. Or just preying on the vulnerable. Which and then is you have really, that, yeah, which is really, really horrible. Yeah. You should know, people should know like authentic mediums will never solicit anybody ever. Never be like, oh, I have information for you. Yeah. yeah sign up. They'll, there's no such thing as like curses like that, that you have to pay to remove. No. That does, curses only don't exist unless you believe in it. Like if you give fear to something then you're giving away your energy. If you're like, nope, that doesn't exist. It doesn't. So like, avoiding all that having bad like no that's not a thing having a family curse no that's not a thing right so i think that there are a lot of people and that's why organizations like forever family foundation exist because that was two parents who lost their daughter and were getting all sorts of signs wanting to create a safe space for people who had lost their loved mm -hmm. ones to know that these mediums were in it for the right reasons and were not yeah. using fraud in any way and so I always say when people say like, oh, your wait list is closed. I'm like, just go to Forever Family Foundation, see if somebody pulls at you because every single person there is certified, which means have passed like blinded tests. And, you know, it's it's like that. My God, I can't even do the rapid fire, but I have to because it flips the corner. <laughs> OK, are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, total night hour. Oh, I bet owl. you. Totally. Like my ideal thing is like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I do all my writing, all my best work like at night. I get my downloads. Books total or movies? Oh, it's so hard. I love both so much. If I have to pick, books win a little bit. But oh, I just love going to the movies, too. What's your favorite show at the moment? Oh, I love the morning show right now. I've been binging that a little bit. Somebody mm -hmm. told me, too, about the Fall of the House of Usher is really good. I'm going to try and start that. I haven't yeah. started that. Yeah. I love Ted Lasso, though. That's just my heart. Oh. Oh. Um, calling or texting? Text. Sometimes voice memos on text. Like that's my thing. We'll have, I'll have whole phone calls with people back and forth like that. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Okay. Does this person have to be alive or anyone. crossed? Crossed anyone. Oh, that's a really good question. Maybe Jesus. So I could be like, can we talk about this? Like what's going on? Like what is, you know? You know, I, I'm not going to ask you this, but we normally ask like, what's your superpower? I, I kinda, I know, we, we know kinda, your superpower. <laughs> we kind of know your superpower. Well, no, because I think it's everybody's, which is about like, 
having empathy and compassion and lead living like from leading from a place of love and forgiveness, right? We all have that superpower. Do you ever worry about things? Absolutely. You know, there are things I'm blinded to in my own life. I don't get to know everything. And sometimes my guides will be like, yeah, you're blinded to this. And I'll get really pissed off. And then they'll give me the answer finally when it's in divine timing to know. But they're very clear with me that I'm not allowed to have access to everything. I only can share what they share with me, whether it's in a reading or my own life. Hmm. Cocktail of choice. Oh, Grey Goose Cosmo. Mm, Hands down. What's on your bedside table? I have a lot of crystals on my bedside table. I love crystals. First of all, aesthetically, they're like these works of art from the universe. I get all my crystals from Open Eye Crystals in L.A., there's this woman, Madison, there. She is just like, I think whoever's energy picks crystals, like you have to feel that too, because there's like this whole trail of energy. So I, I have, have crystal grids and I, you have open eye crystals too. It's amazing. She runs like a, a Friday night thing. She calls it like crystal QVC hour where she teaches you all about crystals. And then if you see one you want to buy, you could be like, claim that, you know? So all through the pandemic, like every Friday night, we had this huge community. Like it would go on for hours. And you'd learn so much. So like all my crystals are from open eye. Yeah. And that's what's on my bedside table. It's on my bedside. What's your most used app on your phone? Definitely Instagram. Yeah. I just, I'm on there all the time because I'm, that's like what I used to post my stuff or Mm -hmm. put things in my stories. Like people will message me the most beautiful moments of connection or stories. So then I put it in my stories. So like my page itself doesn't have a lot, but if you go to my stories, there's so much information there. (laughs) Three favorite beauty products. Oh, okay. So there's this one beauty product that I've been using for decades. It's called like Elizabeth Arden eight hour. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Lip, eight hour. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, right? it's for your yeah. lips. It's mm-hmm. insane. I love that. I don't even think this qualifies as a beauty product. I am so basic with this, but I use Dove Unscented Soap like every day. Like that's all Great. I use to cleanse. Classic. I'm very odd. We love a little Dove. Yeah. And then I'm heartbroken because my favorite beauty project was this lip liner that I wear as lipstick. It was like I think like Elizabeth Arden Brick, it was called, and they discontinued it. So I tried Ugh. to buy it out at every store, and I probably only have <laughs> enough supply to last me another like year at most. Oh, boy. So I don't know what I'm going to do. You. And I tried to like match it from every other lip liner everywhere. It doesn't exist. Oh, no. We I always s- ask every guest before. Uh, we always ask every guest before you go, if you could give advice to your 10-year-old self, what would it be? I would just say trust. Trust and love. But I think, you know, that was always my mom's guidance to me. So like, that's just advice that's always there. Oh, I got it. When people ask me, who do you want to go to dinner with? It's going to be Lauren yeah, Jackson. That's yeah. what I want oh, to go get, to dinner get with. Get two drinks in me and then yeah. wait and see what oh happens. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, where's you the got, cocktails now? I know. Bye, Mom. I love you. Oh, mm-hmm. she's not leaving. I'm leaving. She, just wait. And this is the thing. When you hang out with people who also have that belief and are open, and this has been studied by researchers all unbelievable, crazy, magical things start happening because it's like a collective energy that forms and will stay with you. And so you stay open. So you just wait and see the signs and messages you guys are about to get. I feel like they may show up and do one together. (laughs) We're going to end crying. (laughs) We're going to start crying. We're going to end crying. You guys follow Laura Lynn Jackson. Get her books. Signs. It's unbelievable. The secret language of the universe and the light between us. You are truly an angel. You're like, I mean, you're like, you, you both. Guys, I mean, we're going to have you back on. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> What's next for you? I'm working on book three. Okay. I got some projects going on and I love teaching workshops. Like 
My guides told me, like, I may be a psychic medium, but I'm here as a teacher. And I really see that as and my you role. started as a teacher. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I just want to teach people that this is real and they can open their cells to it and have these extraordinary, transformational, ex- magical experiences. You know, it's really. That's, You're that's amazing. Nice. Love you, you guys. Laura, love, love a little Laura. Aww. Laura Lynn Jackson. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Kenna Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.